listening to The Bearded Men here on BeardedMenRadio.com, Apple iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a whole bunch of other great services. It's wonderful to be with you again. Uh, we've got a great show for you. And um, yeah, just want to thank all of our listeners. Uh, please uh, keep liking us on Facebook. Please keep messaging us on BeardedMenRadio.com. Um, really can't thank you guys enough for all the, the, the downloads and the great comments that we've been uh, getting each and every week from uh, our God, uh, listeners in now 35 different countries. It's really, really pretty amazing. Uh, we've got a great panel for you tonight. We're going to be doing the good, bad, and ugly of Matthew McConaughey. Uh, probably a good, bad, and ugly that's been way overdue, but uh, glad we're getting to it now. Uh, we have the classic crew from last week to, to come back, and uh, we're going to talk about this with the crew that just reviewed Magic Mike last week. Uh, first of all, he is my partner in crime. He is the most beautiful bartender in New York City, Queens, and perhaps the world. And he is the man who's thrilled more ladies than Dallas in Magic Mike. <laughs> His bearded man, Tyler, everybody, is back. How are you, Tyler? I'm great. Thank you again, as always, for a wonderful introduction. <laughs> Very well deserved. Very well deserved, <laughs> as always. It's... Uh, Tyler is uh, a little upset. He lost the quiz to uh, Casey last week, but I think he's going to get over it. He'll, he'll <laughs> probably win another one soon. Um, God, he is a legend of the bearded men. He, uh, hit, tales of him are still being sung in the hills of southern Vermont. Uh, he is Bob's favorite. He's the only listener-requested <laughs> bearded man by far. And um, I know we've said this quite a few times, but on on WVW where we used to be on air, uh, people would call into other shows asking if Dave, the angry mailman was going to be on the bearded bed that night. That's how popular he was. Um, and still is, and still is. It's, uh, is also the man whose hair is even more glorious than Matthew McConaughey's (laughs) in general, even though he just got a haircut is Dave. The angry mailman is back. Dave, how are you? Thank you for coming back. I'm great. It's uh, great to have you, as always. He's watched the, the uh, Magic Mike sequel ten times since the last time we had a, an episode. He's just binging it. Part of his nightly routine. <laughs> it just streams. It's like white noise in the background. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And she is uh, perhaps the funniest bearded man, and she is a lady. Uh, one of my favorite people of all time. One of the funniest ever. And She's a lady who will not return Matthew McConaughey's calls anymore. It's Bearded Lady Casey, everybody. How are you, Casey? Listen, that restraining order was for three years, and he has to abide by it. I don't and, know what to tell you. But he hasn't. He just no. keeps, he can't, he can't get enough. No, I told him the last time when he borrowed my bongos that he was not welcome back at my house. He's going to text at 3 a.m. Just like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Some text. I'll just add that's the whole send. That's it. He seems like the kind of guy that has bongos. You don't seem like the kind of person that has bongos. I used to, and then they were confiscated the one time he stole them and oh, okay. was playing drunk in the street. And that's what started the whole thing, man. Ask him. Absolutely. We, we should ask him. Um, So this is the good, bad, and ugly. This is one of our classic segments where we uh, pick a topic, in this case, uh, the TV and film career of Matthew McConaughey, and we dive through the good, bad, and ugly. Uh, The good being the absolute best. The uh, bad, which is something that 
was okay, but kind of missed on a few things. And the ugly is the absolute worst of the category. Um, we've got a, a lot to dive into. I mean, it's a film career of almost what 35, 40 years. Um, great actor. I think uh, what, what's, well, let's go into it. Any, any overall impressions before we dive into our, our picks here? <laughs> what do you guys think of uh, Matthew McConaughey as an actor? I mean, he's, he's, a person. he's <laughs> I, I, I think he had a weird rut for a while just doing romantic comedies after romantic right. comedy. Yeah. But the guy's immensely talented. Yeah, I just want to piggyback off what Dave said. He's a he's a fantastic actor. And I, I, I do think his the second half of his career really shows that. I think the first half of his career, not so much. He 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 was sort of getting typecasted. Um he's really uh taken on a lot of different roles as he's gotten older and really shown, you know, that he is a fantastic actor. Okay, so I think he you? chooses he chooses really great roles too. I know last week we talked about Magic Mike and I read a thing that he accepted that role within 10 minutes because he was so intrigued by the character. Um and I think it's really cool that he he plays a wide variety of things. Dave's right that for a while he was just banging out rom-com after rom-com, but now he's really got the freedom to kind of explore and it shows in his work that he is having a great time. I I want to echo what all of you are saying. I, I think he's great. And I think um, it was so interesting to see, to watch Magic Mike last week and see him just embody a character. I mean, if you wanted, granted, I think there's a lot of overlap with him personally with that character, but you, from an actor, I mean, what more do you want is to someone to just take over a role. And um, I think it's kind of rare to see that, frankly, you know, just on that level. But um yeah, I think we're all, all kind of on the same page with it. Uh, let's let's go. Uh, we're going to start with Tyler this time. Let's go with um, our good, bad, and ugly. Tyler, what's your what's your good for Matthew McConaughey? A lot, lot, lot of good to choose from, I think. Uh, my good is actually really easy, though. Uh, I think it's one of the best seasons of television ever made, ever. And that's season one of True Detective. Um, he kind of almost plays two roles because the film take or the show takes place in two different eras. You know, it's 10 years, you know, 10, 10 years apart. They're sort of reminiscing about this case they're investigating. So you see him uh, as, you know, this sort of cold hearted, just detective who's semi obsessed with his job and sort of uh, kind of like nihilistic and mm-hmm. sort of semi detached from any other aspects of life outside of his job. And then you see him 10 years later as a sort of like, no longer a cop kind of like living uh kind of a rough rough lifestyle and he hits it out of the park in both roles and um season one of true detective is also just like amazing television so well written so well directed and um he does a great job in that role you totally stole my pick he was he was (laughs) was incredible he was incredible like it was really obvious that it was gonna be just about everybody's pain yeah (laughs) i mean that's some of the best television ever made in my opinion I think so too. I think so too. Uh, Dave, what about you? What's your pick for good? Uh, you know, it, it was going to be True Detective, but I, I'm just going to go with. I'm going to pick Days and Confused as like a nice, the classic, second, yeah. a classic second because that that role is iconic, and people quote that movie. They quote his, you know, his lines in that film. And he doesn't have a big role, but it just, it, he is that character. 
Right. It is not an exaggeration. He is that guy. Absolutely. Um, and he's yeah. kind of carried that attitude, you know, into a lot of other films. And for better or worse, you know, a lot of the romantic comedy stuff. But I think that's a close kind of second for me outside of True Detective. But he's had um, he's had some really other good good ones, I think. Uh, Frailty with Bill Paxton. I thought he was really solid in that. That's kind of like an underrated, like horror thriller kind of gem. Uh, a Time to Kill with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Where, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Up and, yeah, he's he's had a lot of great stuff, but I, I think the, the the roles that really stand out are, are ones that really embody his like his personality, his actual personality, and something like the Ace Confused, just like he just slides right into that character. Yeah, it's a great pick. Um, Casey, what about you? What's your pick for good? So I'm going to go completely against everything that Dave just said. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with, um, by far, I think one of his best movies is Dallas Buyers Club. Fantastic oh, You guys took both my picks for good. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no, such a good movie. And I would argue in that he's really not embodying himself. He's really outside yeah. of his his element there. Absolutely. But the, the movie is so fantastic. Just a really like in-your-face look at the AIDS epidemic. And I loved his relationship uh, with the character that Jared Leto plays. Who He's playing a trans woman in this film. And it starts off incredibly hostile and builds to a place where they are so close and so connected. And I love that they're showing that relationship, not in any sort of sexual way, but just a true platonic caring about each other, humans being humans. That movie's fantastic. I saw it again recently and I was like, God, I forgot how good this movie is. And he's great in it. He's amazing. Yes, he was. And totally deserved the Oscar for it. Um, Yeah. I, I, my, my picks are stolen. So I'm just going to echo what you guys said. I, I think, um, Tyler's mm. pick true detective. I think that's an obvious standout. I think that really made people reconsider the kind of actor he was because that, as I think Dave said up to that point, he was doing romantic yeah, comedies and he was, he was good in that, but you mean know. there, it was like, he, you just always yeah. knew he could do more. Right. Know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dallas Buyers club was, my other pick and that man, he was amazing in that. Like he was so oh, good. good. He was so good. Um, and you're right. Not the typical like machismo kind of role that he's used to. Uh, he was, yeah, he was really good in that. Um, and then, you know, there's, there's been like little things he's done too, like in Tropic Thunder, he was great. in, and, uh, he just kind of like shows up at times and, uh, yeah, I, there's a lot of good to pick from. Um, let's go to bad. This is where, Usually gets interesting. Let's go to Tyler for the bad pick. Go ahead. Um, my bad. I'm. I'm. Dave's not gonna like this. I'm picking Days and Confused uh, for my oh. bad. Um, oh. and the reason is is the movie as a whole is good, but his role in it is so stupid and so overrated. He has the <laughs> all right, all right, all right line, and the, you know I get older and they say the same age line. It's it's it doesn't require any acting. I could have done that, that job in that movie that he did. Like it's 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 and it's you just know what so you could have done that. Now that I'm thinking exactly. about it, you could have you, you could have done that. Do you want to take do you want to take claim That's though to a, the high school girls line? <laughs> like I'm just saying, it doesn't require yeah, any acting. PC. Like 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 
I I've made this joke numerous times. I'm gonna say it again. Like I used to joke that he didn't he wasn't even cast in the movie. They just happened to actually show up at the bowling alley to film a scene. He just happened to be hanging outside <laughs> he was, of it. He was I, there. And, <laughs> yeah, I, I do agree like, that anyone could do it. Anyone could play that role, but it wouldn't be iconic because it's entirely in, encased in his and in, in his personality. Like he just it flows out of him. That sort of like. I'm cooler than cool sort of attitude. And I, th- I think it's, you know, it can be overrated and whatnot, but I, I think it's great because you could drive to any bowling alley in America right now. And this, that guy is standing outside of it and you didn't, you don't have to get Matthew McConaughey for it. <laughs> Probably <laughs> with that dead mustache. Yeah. That's why it's my bad. The film itself is good, but that rolls. Okay. Up. <laughs> That's my bad. Okay. <laughs> Hope the fans are okay with it. Yeah, yeah, we'll find out. We'll find that out in emails after this airs. Um, Dave, what about you? What's your bet? Uh, it's kind of a toss-up. <clears throat> uh, ghosts of films like Ghosts of Girlfriends Past uh, or uh, Failure to Launch is like the worst example of McConaughey doing <clears throat> kind of taking that character you had in Days Confused and just sort of just like kind of coasting and just be like, oh, I can do these sort of romantic comedy, <clears throat> sorry, comedies and, and just kind of coast through it. And he does he's like, he's not even trying. Uh, and you know how, how much he has in him, what he's capable of. And it just boggles me that he would waste his time on such just kind of schlocky drivel. Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. And he was getting paid a lot of money for that. I I mean, I I guess that's soon. Well, yeah, I I guess that's it. But those movies are just so schlocky and dull. I I don't, I mean, maybe that's what he needed. Maybe that's what he needed at the end of the day to push him to do something much better. Like maybe he was tired of it. Do you you think that part of it is that he, I mean, he's obviously a really good looking guy. Um, Do you think on some level with these actors, like they'll kind of transition from the heartthrob role over to more serious stuff later in their careers? I, I feel like that's not a, I, I feel like that's not a crazy thing to, for to happen. Yeah, I could, I guess I could see that. I, yeah. I guess it, it's very easy for him to play those roles. And I think of I, like Richard Gere or even, or even like Harrison Ford or something, you know, somebody like that where they're like, oh. You, yeah. you said Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford, what? daddy. <laughs> Casey, <laughs> Casey just woke up. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think maybe we're... I, I totally agree with you with the terrible <laughs> rom-coms, but I think maybe we're being a little unkind at times to this. But um, Casey, what about you? What, what's your pick for bad? Sort Something of similar. Um, unfortunately... So it's going to be same stuff here. But uh, the movie How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, it's the same sort of thing. It's one of those rom-coms. Um, it's got uh, Kate Hudson in it. And they, uh, they're both – it's a rom-com in that they're both trying to win a bet. So she bets that she can make any guy break up with her in 10 days. And he bets that he can make any girl fall in love with him in 10 days. And so they're kind of torturing each other throughout this entire movie. Um, and it, it reminds me a little bit of Adam's, uh, love life personally, but, oh, 
I remember uh, I remember watching it so ouch. many times when I was younger and I thought oh it was God. just so great and then on a rewatch I, I just thought god this movie is terrible what a waste of talent between Matthew McConaughey Kate Hudson and the other people in that movie what a waste of talent is a phrase that is awful often echoed also about said. my love life as well <laughs> yeah thank you yeah it's sort of breaking the fourth wall on that one it's good sorry bud that's okay no, it's true. <laughs> I feel like um, rom-coms, like, you don't see as many as you used to. Is that, I don't know if that's just me or not, if they've really fallen off as a genre. Or maybe they're just on streaming platforms and there's so many. Maybe you're just not watching them, Dave. That's probably the problem. Yeah, yeah. I feel like rom-coms kind of exist in the same sphere as, like, uh, those Hallmark Christmas movies. Like, you know that they keep happening and you don't want to watch them, but someone out there is, and someone keeps making those damn movies. Someone keeps making those mistakes. And, mm-hmm. uh, that's also, also a phrase about, about my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Uh, Adam will this is like the roast of Bearded Man Adam here. This is good. <laughs> um, very good, Casey. Glad you're back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go in a different direction uh, with this because I don't want to talk about romance anymore. Um, My pick for bad is uh, Contact, which I thought always thought could have been a good movie, was a good book, um, and he wasn't bad in it. It was that kind of an earlier, more serious role for him, mid-90s, but uh, I just felt like it missed on a few things. Jodie Foster and him had no chemistry and which isn't surprising, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's a big miss for me. Contact was bad in every sense as a pick. Um, I feel like we're all leaning towards the same way in our uglies, but let me, we'll go around the room again. Tyler, why don't you, what's your ugly <laughs> pick on this? I was going to go rom-coms, but we've talked about it so much already. I'm going to switch it up and I'm actually going to go with one of the roles of his that is more recent. Um, and it was out of his wheelhouse and I think he acted in a way where he tried to turn it into his wheelhouse. So I think his best acting is when he does take on roles out of his wheelhouse, like True Detective, like Dallas Buyers Club, like, say, Interstellar. But in this example, he took something that was out of his wheelhouse but tried to put it in his wheelhouse in a really weird way. And, it, and it's also – there's bad Stephen King adaptations out there, but this one really sucked compared to the book. And that's The Dark Tower. Um, it bombed at the box office because it was just such a bad adaptation. And mm. it's unfortunate because the story has so much potential. And I also just don't think McConaughey was a good, was a good choice for the role. I've only heard terrible things about it, but I haven't seen it personally. So I can't quite comment, but yeah, that's, that's a fair pick. That's so it's my one. ugly. That's a good along ugly. With rom, along with rom-coms. <laughs> Uh, Dave, what's, uh, what's your ugly? Uh, I'm going to go with a film that I, I mentioned it briefly, I, I think, uh, in our previous show. Um, but I saw this on VHS. I mean, I was a kid. It was a long time ago. So my memory is fuzzy on it, but I do remember it being just really terrible. And that is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new generation or the next generation. <laughs> Yeah, the next next <laughs> yeah, this was made, this came out in like 94 and it starred Matthew McConaughey as the next generation Leatherface and Renee Zellweger as like the main sort of like final girl. 
Um, not, uh, it was a total bomb. It totally bombed, as you would imagine. It was a critical failure. Uh, I think even McConaughey and Zellweger tried their best to keep their name. Their names are on the poster, but they tried their, their best to keep their image totally away from this film as much as possible. Uh, and as far as what you would expect out of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it comes across as more of a thriller than anything else. Um, you don't buy, it's hard to buy McConaughey because he's re, he was, you know, 94. He's a really young guy. It's hard to buy this heartthrob looking dude as this crazed chainsaw guy who was also cross dressing. He was like a cross dressing wow. chainsaw wielding maniac. Um, that's an endorsement. Right I recommend there. you see it, but if you want to watch the trailer, then by all means, knock yourself out. Uh, it, it just I, I, I'm trying to, I'm actually on the Wikipedia page right now, trying to like jog my memory of some of this movie that I just sort of like casually watched from like a movie gallery rental when I was a kid, nice. but it was, um, it, it was just terrible. And I, Not a looking back, I yeah. wonder like how exactly those two, cause I wonder if it was a case where that movie was shot maybe years prior and maybe because this does happen with films where they get stuck in limbo, but then all of a sudden McConaughey in particular, like his name starts going through the roof with all these other films. And then that sort of takes it out of the limbo and they, they, they just shoot it out there. Be like, Hey, guess what? Like this movie that's been sitting in yeah, film and having a right. little bit get McConaughey's in it. And I, I would imagine that he probably looks back at this film and is just like, oh, what was I thinking doing this? And I certainly would imagine Renee Zellweger is the same way. It's, a, it's like, it's a terrible, terrible horror movie. Hmm. Um, and, pro- and definitely a movie you wish he never did. It's ugly. That's interesting. Yeah. Might be worth watching just for the masochism <laughs> yeah, of it. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Casey, what about you? What's your, what's your ugly? I'm going to go with the 2008 comedy Surfer Dude, which, I mean, the title alone is enough to let you know, like, this is not... This, this is high-end no, entertainment. Yeah. This is low-hanging fruit. Um, so he's in it with Woody Harrelson, who is quoted as saying, this is the most non-work I've ever done. <laughs> so you can tell they were really committed to it. So he plays a surfer who is having like an existential crisis because the waves aren't coming. So he can't do the thing that he loves. Um, and he tries to That's be fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's he supposed to do? Um, and so they try to convince him to join like, um, I think a reality TV show or something like that. And he, he doesn't want to, it's against his love of the wave. Um, and basically the end of the movie is he, he holds out and the waves come back. Congratulations. Wow. I don't know what, like, who pitched this to him? What was he doing? Like, who was he his manager was high. at the time? Don't worry. Some, yeah. Well, I think Willie Nelson is also in this movie. So I imagine between oh, him, Willie Nelson, yeah. and Woody Harrelson, maybe they were all just really stoned one night. And they're like, listen, yeah. it's about a surfer, dude. And that's how this movie was made. <laughs> that's that's a really, uh, that's a bad ugly. That's it's like, really that's a real bad, bad ugly. Okay. Easy money, though. Why Easy not? money. Now that's never bad. <laughs> uh, I think Dave has already picked my ugly, which is failure to launch um, as part of the rom-com era. Uh, if I remember correctly, that's where he's like 
Terry Bradshaw is his dad, and yeah. he's like this forty-five-year-old guy who just never left the house, and they can't wait. And I remember it just being an absolute torture to watch that film. <laughs> I I can't remember not enjoying a film as much as I not didn't enjoy that one. So it's got to be my ugly. Um, God. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks everybody for joining us for the uh, the good, bad, and ugly tonight. All good picks. Nice job to the crew. And uh, yeah, please check us out at beardedmanradio.com. Uh, We're going to have a uh, Grind My Gears uh, midweek episode this week. We hope that uh, you listeners will enjoy it. And uh, please uh, review us on iTunes and Spotify if you can. And um, yeah, we'll be back uh, next week with two episodes uh, here of the Bearded Men. And uh, please check in on Tuesday for the announcement for the next uh, overrated uh, movie, which we're going to be reviewing uh, next Sunday. So thanks again, everybody. And we'll, we'll see you then. Bye-bye for now. Bye.